Remembering How to Pray by Heather Plett. I wake up among the treetops. I peek out the window near my head and I see the shadowy lake below, surrounded by the shadowy trees. Across the lake, I hear the train that was probably the reason for my waking. I close my eyes and a smile creeps across my face. I love the melancholy sound of a train passing through wild spaces. I don't care for it much in the city, but out here, away from civilization, the clicking and clacking and screeching of metal on metal, especially in the middle of the night, sounds to me like kindness and sadness all mixed together. I have to pee, of course, as a 57-year-old body does in the middle of the night, but I close my eyes and pretend otherwise, willing my body to hold off until morning. It would be too much work to grope around in the dark for my headlamp, climb down the ladder from my perch in the loft of this tiny off-grid cabin, and make my way up the dark path, made more treacherous by the exposed roots half-buried by fall leaves, to the compost toilet in the dark little outhouse. Too much work and too much awakening. Luckily, my body cooperates and I fall back to sleep. In the morning, I climb down the ladder, pull on a sweater, and make my way to the toilet. After grabbing breakfast from the cooler that feels less than cool and should probably be reloaded with ice from the freezer at the far end of the property, I wander down to the lake. I curl up in an Adirondack chair on the dock and watch the ripples on the lake. It's mesmerizing to watch them, the way they shatter the reflection of the trees into thin strips of perpetual motion. I wonder, on this windless morning, what is causing the ripples. There are no boats out on this small lake, and nobody else in the handful of cottages is stirring. There are no fish jumping or birds landing, so why the steady ripples? I stare at them, deep in thought, and something else pops into my mind. I wish I remembered how to pray. It's a thought that I've had only occasionally in the years since I stopped going to church, and since my faith became so deconstructed I wasn't sure it existed anymore. Not feeling very certain there's a God to pray to anymore, I mostly gave up on any attempt at prayer, but sometimes I miss it. Sometimes I miss trusting that there is a higher power with whom I can entrust my worries. I still think of myself as spiritual, still believe I have spiritual experiences in which I witness the presence of a force greater than me, but prayer feels much more elusive when God, goddess, mystery, is a more nebulous thing than my former Christian beliefs held to be true. Without the belief that God is the benevolent, omnipotent father figure I can bring my requests to, I don't know where to direct my prayers. This morning, though, I'm missing the simplicity and trust of the prayers of my earlier life. There are worries in my life that I want to entrust to a higher power. There are things going on in my daughter's lives that I wish I could offer up to a God who might solve their problems for them, since I can't solve them myself. Find this daughter a job. Give this daughter some friends so she doesn't feel as lonely. It's a God-as-vending-machine belief that I'm probably longing for most. Drop a few prayers in the slot and out pops the solution. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Unfortunately, even in my most fervently religious days, God never showed up as a vending machine, no matter how many prayers I dropped into the slot. 
At some point, I just couldn't reconcile the randomness of it all or the way that God became, for so many, a weapon for manipulation, power, abuse, and shame. That's when prayer stopped making sense. Still staring at the lake, I realize that the ripples have disappeared and the water is nearly flat. I'm puzzled for a moment, and then I realize that it was me who created the ripples, not a boat, bird, or fish. When I stepped onto the dock, the ripples started, and they only stopped once I was still enough that the dock no longer moved. Suddenly, it occurs to me that this may be prayer, bringing my worries to the lake and then sitting so still that the lake responds to my stillness, sitting so still that even the ripples in my mind are settling. Maybe this is the point, not to send my wishes to a benevolent being I hope will reshape the world in my favor, but to be in acceptance of the world as it is, in tune with the lake, in stillness and in deep presence. I am reminded of Mary Oliver's poem, Praying. It doesn't have to be the blue iris, it could be weeds in a vacant lot, or a few small stones, just pay attention. Then patch a few words together and don't try to make them elaborate. This isn't a contest, but the doorway into thanks and a silence in which another voice may speak. Much later, after sitting by the fire for hours and reading by the light of my headlamp, I turn off my light to walk to the outhouse. The full moon offers enough light that I can safely navigate the path despite the roots. It helps that I am becoming familiar with this path on my second day here, getting to know these woods around my tiny cabin. I look up to the moon and for a moment I stand in reverence of her beautiful glow. Perhaps this too is prayer. <laughs>